0: Hey guys, it's Alex Young here. What you're about to listen to was a past recording of a live stream I had on Twitter for the Athletic Nerd Podcast. If you want to watch me live and ask me comments during the podcast, feel free to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, both at AlexYoungMedia. I want to apologize beforehand because the audio is a little bit choppy. I don't know exactly why, it might have been because I was live streaming, but the audio is a little bit choppy. So for headphone users, please beware. I would just recommend that you take off your headphones and just listen to this with a speaker. Other than that, enjoy the video. Uh, just want to make sure that the lighting is all good. I think you guys should be able to see me. So let's just start it up. Welcome to the first edition of the Athletic Nerd Podcast on Twitter. Uh, wanted to try something a little bit different. The homie Kyle, shout out Kyle, um, who was in the past live stream. Uh, for, don't have a Twitter handle on me, but shout out Kyle. You know who you are. Um, he and I actually did a live stream. I was I was live streaming, and then he hopped on, and then I had a good conversation with him. And he was like, "Yo, you should do more live streams, bro. I'm, like people, you're the, the um, people think you're real. Like I think you're real, bro. So I think you should live stream a little bit more." And I was a little skeptical. Again, I'm not a big, like, I think Instagram's cool in the fact that, like, okay, you can post a picture of yourself, but live streaming, like, my face, like, it's it's different, but I'm willing to give it a shot. So, first edition of the Athletic Nerd Podcast, whether you're watching this on YouTube, watching this live right now on Twitter, appreciate the love, follow me, subscribe, whichever website you are on, you know what to do, and we're going to talk about athletics for a little bit. And first and foremost, for those of you who haven't watched my past live stream, please do go to my Twitter account, at Alex Young Media, if you're watching this on YouTube. And for those of you on Twitter right now, go back to my past live stream and watch it a little bit. And what I realized, like, the main topic that's going to be for this episode is going to be, like, being an extrovert and gaining energy from other people. That's going to be the main topic And that was one of the main things that I learned from, like, doing the live stream. Like, with that live stream, I was kind of writing a hashtag, if you will. So, like, people were obviously going to see me. But for right now, I'm basically talking to myself in a room with no one, like, here. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a different feeling. You know what I mean? Versus, like, actually talking to a person back and forth. And... I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm willing to grind to get to the point to where I can actually have more people on the pod, but before I, I got to this point, I was at a point to where I completely relied on the presence of other people to make me happy. So let me give you an example as far as athletics go. I'm going to start over there. Um, my freshman year going into the winter season, I wanted to play basketball, right? And I eventually, you know, snagged the manager spot, worked my way up to some minutes on the team, actually played a few minutes. Um, and after my freshman year, I went and um, I uh, played AAU. I had a good time doing that. And then into my sophomore year, I was looking around at, like, who was doing what. You know what I mean? I was seeing certain people do certain stuff. Some people were going to varsity. Some people weren't even trying out. Some people were going into JV. And it really hit me in the heart because it was like, this squad that I was playing with last year isn't going to be the same squad as this year. And it kind of hit me hard. And it was one of the main decisions on why I decided I wasn't going to try out for basketball my own sophomore year. And I ultimately chose um, indoor track as my sport for that year. But that was the first example of me. For those of you who don't know, I'm a huge extrovert. I love talking to people. But... It was the first example of me, um, like understanding that hey, I like to be around people. It was like the first moment in my life where it was like I did something that I realized in my mind um, was a decision for other people, not for myself. And let me think of another example. Um, I kind of went into cross country, indoor track, and um, outdoor track my uh, sophomore year. Again, for the same exact reason, it was um, it was people around me who were also overweight and out of shape. I'm willing to say that I was like overweight in high school. I at my worst was 186 pounds. It was something serious. I was eating McDonald's three days a week. It was bad um, in high school because I just didn't have any guidance or a foundation. But I was doing that. I was eating the McDonald's, doing all that stuff, and. There were people around me who were like kind of in a similar scenario, maybe not eating McDonald's, but just didn't care that much about sports, but liked hanging around other people. And I ran cross-country and indoor track, again, with the purpose of being around people, right? Like, that was the main reason like why I did what I did. And I didn't do it for anyone else. Um, no, I did do it for other people. I wasn't doing it for myself, excuse me. And... Into my junior year, I kind of carried the same thing, cross country, indoor track, outdoor track, kind of did the same scenario. My times were increasing a little bit. I went from like 630 mile to like a 608 mile. Um, And then going into my senior year, I kind of, something changed in me. I don't know what it was. Um, Again, at this time, I had just stopped doing YouTube. It was my like third arc, if you will. Of Like doing YouTube and I had stopped because I was just so frustrated at other people and I was really trying to figure out Why aren't people as enthusiastic about what I want to do as they are? Um, I just want to make sure that I have the time All right, cool. Um, I I was like really frustrated because I was making this dope content that I still have footage of um, it's They're great videos, you know, what I mean, they're very funny videos, but It wasn't fun making them because I was dragging people along and they just, excuse me, they didn't want to do what I wanted to do in life. And that's perfectly fine. But it was just something clicked in me and it said, you're an extrovert. You are an extrovert and you love to be around people and that's great and all. But if you want to do this YouTube thing, if you want to do this internet thing, social media game, you're going to be alone for a while. And you need to learn to accept that. And I would say probably around November, December, like this finally clicked for me. Um, And I'm going to focus on sports first and then talk about how like the social media game kind of changed up on me. Um, I started to diet. It was the first time, I've, I've talked about dieting a little bit before, but it was the first time that I ever took dieting seriously. It was a culmination of that People telling me, oh, you can't even do 10 push-ups in a row without stopping. And I was like, damn, bro. And everyone was just like, it, it was negativity. And I will give you that. It was negativity. But people were just, it was good negativity. It was people like giving me crap. But I needed that crap because it was partly motivation. So I hit up my friend. And I asked him. He was captain of the wrestling team. And I asked him. And I'm saying to him, you know. What do I need to do to diet? And he's like, do A, B, and C, right? I do A, B, and C. A, B, and C was basically just stop eating the fast food, get this app. It was called Yazo. Um, I don't use it as much anymore because I'm already at a point in my life where I can just, I know what to eat and what not to eat. But um, follow your calories, track your calories, um, and just keep running. So this was one of the first things in my life that I can remember that, I did something for myself. For the past like 17 years, I was probably 17. Yeah, I was 17. For those past 17 years of my life, I always did something for someone else. I never really did anything for myself personally. I never put myself ahead of anyone else. It was always excuse me. Um putting other people ahead of myself. And I think for those of you who are listening to this and are going through the same thing and are extroverts and value people a lot and think people are awesome, that's great, but don't value other people as much as yourself. If you have work, let's say hypothetically, if you have work tomorrow morning at five a.m. right, and you gotta wake up at four thirty to drive to your job, right? You're obviously not gonna be able to call someone. So if someone calls you at ten thirty saying, you know, oh, you know, do you wanna talk? You know you, like you have to value yourself more because you're gonna hurt yourself if you don't put yourself first um and yeah that's just for those of you who are just struggling through that that's just what i had to learn was putting myself first and um yeah the diet it was um it wasn't anything serious it was just like it was a combination of friends family members around me who again ate that fast food, I was in the fast food culture, if you will, family, friends, all that stuff, and that's, that's kind of why, like, I just didn't have any guidance growing up, like, eating, and it was very difficult, not, not to diet, dieting wasn't very hard because I had a reason for it, um, I had friends who were in the running, um, who ran with me who I wanted to beat, and I had obvious goals around me, but, like, it was, um, it was mainly for me. I didn't do this. I didn't do it for anyone else. It was for me. And for those people who ate fast food around me, they were like, "Oh, yo, just eat chicken finger, bro. Just eat a burger, bro." And I was like, "No, no, no. I can't do that." And it's funny how when you try to make yourself better, people want to hold you down. Like family members, friends were like, "Oh no, you're fine, bro. You're fine." Blah 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 blah. You know, you could eat an egg roll, you could do this, you could do that. And I was just, like, covering my ears. I wasn't hearing any of that. And it was it's just kind of crazy when, when you try and better yourself, people try to bring you down. And that was one of the main things that I had to learn, which, again, for myself. Keep in mind, I had never done really anything for myself, like, ever in my life. It was always, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call myself... I would call myself empathetic for sure, but I wouldn't consider myself like a caregiver. You know what I mean? I'm just empathetic. So like, I would always put the values of other people above my own, but it was the first time in my life where I stopped listening to what other people had to say, which I, I think was a very important like development for myself. Um, but There's just certain moments in your life where it's like, either you're going to do what everyone else is telling you to do, or you're going to do what you're going to do. And... You might be wrong, but at least you stuck with your morals. And thankfully, I was right. Um, the months go on. I get a little bit faster, um, a little bit faster, a little bit faster in a track. Wasn't Again, I was not even like D3 worthy for running. But it was definitely um, a blast because I got a lot faster and was just zooming by the competition. Um, what I was talking about, YouTube, right? So before I talk about like weight and how low i got as far as weight goes again i was 186 at my worst probably during the end of cross country season going into indoor track right and then i started dieting for youtube i kind of um, went also in the same direction as in i started making content for myself as i said before in the past live stream um billy eilish said this not a fan of her music like at all because it it, I don't hate her music, I just don't like her genre, you know what I mean? I'm just not a big fan of pop, but, um, she said, I make content for myself, because if everyone were to drop dead right now, I would be in a world with myself and my content, so why would I make content for other people if they were to drop dead right now, and I would hate all that content, because I was caring about them and not myself, um... I hadn't listened to that interview until, like, two weeks ago, and that wasn't the reason. You know what I mean? Like, that, her saying that wasn't, like, my game-changing moment, but it was something along those lines that, like, I just snapped into my head, and I said to myself, you need to make content for yourself. It shouldn't be because of another person pushing you. So, again, at this point, I was listening to Gary Vee and just um listening to him. Figuring out how the game works, IG was, um I was trying to figure out IG. I had a Twitter for my past YouTube account, but I just wasn't very active on it that much, as much as I am right now. But um, active on IG, and I was doing the $180 social media um, strategy, which I am still doing now to this day. I got three more hashtags to do. And um, that was another moment for me. I stopped making content for other people. I stopped really caring what other people had to say about me. You know what I mean? Cause at the end of the day, I love the opportunity that I have to talk with people around the world with social media. But at the end of the day, social media is like 40% toxic, hundred percent for sure. It is a very toxic community. And if you actually care about the comment section and what everyone else has to say, you're going to like, you're going to feel suicidal. You're going to feel like down and, it was after that, you know what I mean, like, after I realized, okay, I'm doing this for myself and not other people, I stopped caring about what other people have to say, you know what I mean? Like, it's great when someone says, oh, good job, man, I really love the Apex clips, like, that's great, and that's awesome to me, but, like, it it doesn't really make, it's not a make or break for me whether people like it or not. I make it because I like it, that's it, I genuinely, you know what I mean, it's I appreciate the support. Don't get me wrong. I genuinely do appreciate the support. But your support is not the make or break on why I'm gonna make content. The reason I'm gonna make content is because I love to do it, and that's the reason why. So, I learned that. Um, I learned that lesson with um, with uh, YouTube and the Instagram strategy, and um, I'm that's where I am now. Um, as far as just social media game goes. I just hope I can be a podcast host and do what I love and invite people onto the pod and just kick it. At the, the at the end of the day, I'm just trying to have fun and talk with people. And it's kind of tough having to talk to a screen and literally see myself move all the time. But if that's what I have to do in order to like five or 10 years down the line, have like LaMelo Ball or Caitlin Tui or Trey Young or Zion. Coley does things, or Susie, or Belize, or um, Billy Eilish, Camila Cabello, just anyone who just I look up to, like, I'll do what I have to do, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I'm just grinding right now, and that's that's as far as um, my social media game goes, but let's go back to the athletic part. Through, like, indoor track into outdoor track season, I lost about so if we were to say at my max I was 186 I got to as low as um my lowest point that I ever reached was 157 pounds and that and this was me like skipping breakfast and going out for like a six mile run so that would be about 29 pounds if I'm not mistaken around 29 check my math obviously um but definitely 20-plus pounds, right? So I lose 20-plus pounds. And it was definitely, a, like, a different feel. Like, I'm definitely very skinny right now, as you guys can tell. But um, it, I lost a lot of the muscle that I had um, underneath all the fat that was underneath my stomach. But it was definitely, like it was worth it because for the first time in my life, I kind of took charge of my own like like life. It wasn't someone else telling me, Oh, you need to do it like this. You need to do it like that. You need to do homework. You need to do this assignment. You need to read chapters two and three. No, it was me making my own decision. And looking back on it, I wouldn't do it any other way. I wouldn't have lost less weight to lose less muscle. I would have done it the same exact way. Um, at this point in, like in the game i'm trying to um, just check the time i'm trying to gain more muscle um, i actually got an injury during the end of my outdoor track season so i never actually got to finish it but um, i've been lifting and doing upper body and lower body just trying to get ready for the cross country season um, this upcoming year and hoping i can just get back on my feet and start running again but it's just it it never it was never at the end of the day I love running but it became more than running. I guess dieting kind of took over my life and it was just become it was healthy. It yeah, it wasn't just running, it was about being healthy for me. And that decision about being healthy kind of changed my life. I started swimming more, I started biking more even though I was injured. I was just trying to stay as active as possible and I'm still lifting right now at the moment um definitely nothing impressive but i'm definitely proud of myself because it was a decision that i made and no one else had to tell me and it it was great i guess the moral of the story for the this athletic section is do what you love and don't feel as if you need other people to accomplish your goals you can accomplish your goals by yourself you just need to make sure that it's worth it enough for you to accomplish it and once i learned that my career in my opinion. I, I I've had videos that have gotten forty two thousand views on YouTube, right? But I feel like this fourth edition of just me being like Alex is the best one. Period. No cap. <laughs> because I've I haven't relied on anyone to be happy. I'm happy because I'm me. And yeah. So moving on to nerd. Topics. I didn't unfortunately. I wanted to get this recorded before um, I had to go to bed, and just you know get ready for work in the morning. But I wanted to talk about cartoons and how they really affected my life. Right. So this has to have been like three years old, four years old. Um. For those of you who follow me on IG, again at Alex Young Media, all one word, no caps, no spaces. Um. I posted a picture, it was probably a month ago, of a Spongebob Game Boy Advance to SP with Pokemon Fire Red in it, right? So, that was like my first introduction in the video game world, but when I was here to talk about video games this episode, we're talking about um, cartoons, and I guess it would have to be like the first couple of cartoons that I remember watching as a kid was Spongebob Squarepants, which is probably the most iconic cartoon of all time, right? Um, it, it what attracted me to it, I don't know, I, maybe the coloring, um, I obviously d- did not get the jokes as I did now, but it was, just, it was just family friendly and it, the art style, I guess for, for like cartoons, art style really gets me. If it looks interesting, if the characters look interesting, I'll watch it. And something about a sponge, a yellow sponge with like arms and legs and, like, big buck Tooth teeth really got me, um, again, I never got the episodes as a a child, like, I never really understood what was going on, but I thought it was dope, um, Rocket Power, I watched, like, a tiny bit of it, I never, like, I can remember myself watching Rocket Power, but it was never, like, for a long period of time, Danny Phantom, um, again, a lot of Nickelodeon shows growing up, um, when I got a little bit older, six, seven, eight years old, I got introduced to the Pokemon anime. Again, we're going into like kind of anime cartoon like lines, you know what I mean? It's kind of like Avatar, um, The Last Airbender, you know what I mean? Kind of line. So I'm, I'm still considered a cartoon. And I remember on my, I actually have this laptop, right? This old, nasty Dell laptop. You know what I'm, t- I'm talking like, blue screen of death every other day. Um, I went on. I don't remember if it was the Cartoon Network website or the Pokemon website, but I looked at. I just typed in Pokemon, looked it up, went over there, whichever link it was, and just started watching Pokemon Adventures. And I watched just the whole in the region, and it was, it was again very interesting. I mean, the internet was still like a very um, mysterious concept to a lot of people at this time um, I was, like, seven or eight, for, for, at least for me, you know what I mean, people probably figured out the internet at that point, but, like, for me, it was a very foreign concept, that's the word, foreign, very foreign concept, right, so, again, don't know what's going on, but I like the art style, um, the first real, like, cartoon that I remember, like, really getting was, um, there, there was a few. There was, um... The Miss... The, the one... Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, right? Because they had a movie about that. Um, this was when Cartoon Echo was just throwing out movies for no reason. Codename Kids Next Door, I kind of got. I never really understood, like, the j- whole plot. But, um, I kind of got it. Um, I'm trying to think. Um... So, Foster's Home of Imaginary Friends, um, I forgot, I forgot, I literally just forgot the one I just said, but I'll remember it. Um, oh yeah, Codename Kids Next Door, and then Billy and Mandy kind of got, but it was really Foster's Home of Imaginary Friends, Ed, Ed and Nanny I also kind of, yeah, but it was really Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends was the first cartoon that I really was like, Oh! It was just something in my brain it was just like oh they, this is what they're doing like this this is what a plot is like you know what i mean so i kind of really got what they were doing with that show and from there it just kind of skyrocketed one of my like all-time favorite cartoons to watch was chowder um and i'm talking every single like i could probably watch every single episode of chowder and i'd like i remember watching this episode I don't know what it was. The art style was very... um, It was a mixture of 2D art and realism. Like, they would throw actual apples in transitions. They would throw puppets in there. They would throw all this other stuff. Break the fourth wall every other episode. Um, They had a character, who, again, Schnitzel, who was like, rada, rada, rada. And that's all he would say. Um, it, It was just different again, I think color schemes have a big, um, have a big impact in what, um, I like, you know what I mean? If the the character's color scheme has to be doing something pretty cool, you know what I mean? And purple, I don't know what it was about purple's, like, uh, chowder's purple hat, but it was like, I like this. Um, maybe it was because about food, maybe it was because, like, I loved eating Cheetos as a kid, I don't know, but, I really like Chowder. I thought it was generally genuinely funny, um, like the love-hate relationship between Panini and Chowder, um, this among doll, You know what I mean? Being funny. You know what I mean, um, it was just just a good show to watch. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, like some of the class, I really wasn't a big fan of the classics, like uh, Bugs Bunny. You know. Tom and Jerry, like the OG, like um, Johnny Bravo. Um, all those shows just never really did it for me. I don't know what it was. It was the lack of just like talking. You know what I mean? The lack of just like plot. Um, I don't know what it was. It was just probably too simple for me. Uh, then we go on a little bit later, a little bit later. Then we get into the regular show era. So... The reason I call this the regular show era is because this was, in my opinion, was when Cartoon Network was popping. They had Regular Show, they had Adventure Time, they had um, I think Steven Universe was in like the early development stages. Um, again, Teen Titans Go, Man, we don't we don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about those days. Um, you know, it was just those those two, Adventure Time and Regular Show, those shows were popping. And for me, I really, really remember. I was watching. The reason that I was talking about this is because I was watching Regular Show. Someone, like, sent me a meme of, like, a Regular Show meme. It was, like, Mordecai Ruby doing the, <laughs> like, their uh, signature uh, laugh. And I was just like, wow, I remember watching this show, man. And, um... It really just gave me good vibes to just go back and watch it, man. Um, again, you don't need to give me much. You know what I mean? The first episode um, of Mordecai and Rigby is called The Power. I'm watching it right now. And the first episode was just them wrestling. Like, it was showing, that, like, a wrestling dude, um, the pilot. It's um, It was a guy, a wrestler fighting on the TV, and it was Mordecai and Rigby beating up, like, um a plastic doll, you know what I mean, like, that's relatable to me, because I used to, like, have backyard fights with my brother all the time, and it was just, again, it's just a really relatable show, you know what I mean, people screaming, people fighting, you know, random stuff happening all the time, I, I just, it, it's just relatable to me, you know, I, I really liked that show. Adventure Time, a little bit different. A little bit different. I really liked Adventure Time with the first couple of seasons. But the minute that the plot started getting a little bit more dramatic was when I really couldn't... Like, like after they... Um, spoiler alert, for those of you who haven't watched the series. When they killed the, the the Lich. You know what I mean? When they killed the Lich the first time. I just kind of couldn't follow it. They, they were talking about, again, spoilers. Like, Finn's dad. You know, how he, that whole scenario got like happened and um you know Finn's grass sword, and just it it was it was a lot um I think the more simple more simple episodes with like Princess P and Fire Princess and how like Finn's just like having struggles with his love relationships and just relatable stuff again I'm a very simple man I like to keep it simple um the minute you start getting into more like Ruby complicated, um, the show Ruby that's on YouTube, um, more complicated plot that's not easy to follow and really isn't that relatable. It gets a little bit more complex for me. Again, some people like that. For me, I just don't really like that. Again, another example, um, Gravity Falls, which was, again, very popular show for me growing up. I like the first season or two when it was simple, but the minute it started getting more complex and like, oh, the mystery. Oh, you should have seen this. You should have seen that. You should have been paid a session over here though. Oh, I'm going to have a whole quiz on what was in the background of Gravity Falls season four, episode 28. I'm like, I just want to watch the show, man. I just want to watch the show, but some people love it and I respect it and you have the right to love whatever you want, but um, I just, I didn't love that show. I thought it was cool when it was simple, but I'm a simple man. I just, you know what I mean? I I, just, I like watching anime. I love running. I love working out. And that's just, that's just all I need. But I just really couldn't follow it. And then we kind of got into the era of... Uh, oh, one thing I also want to talk about. Ben 10. The original Ben 10? Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Again, it was an American cartoon. on American soil. And it just reminded me a lot of just an anime style... Um, hero with Ben and um, Ben and Gwen, yeah, Ben and Gwen and Gwen, um, the sister. And I didn't really like the sequels of him getting older. I like the original Ben Ten, just like Saturday morning cartoon. is hero time. Love that, you know what I mean? Um, I'm really. I think the the that's what I was just wanting to talk about beforehand. But this kind of era that we have now of everything being a sequel. Uh, like a throwback, you know what I'm saying? Like Powerpuff Girls throwback, okay. Teen Titans throwback, okay. Um, the chibi um characters throwback. Ugh. Like, I just like leave my childhood alone, man. <laughs> like just the like this whole Lion King throwback, like, and all these like. <sighs> I, if you, there's one thing with the Detective Pikachu movie which is like a throwback to Pikachu, right? But it's a whole new character in his own storyline. Cool. If they had made the Teen Titans go about their children and not about Robin and everyone else, wonderful. But the minute you start messing with people's childhoods and making a whole new plot, in a whole new theme with the original characters, it, it's you're gonna get into some touchy, you know, ground. Like it's just, it's a lose lose situation on both sides. You know what I mean? Obviously, you're introduced like they're gonna get money regardless. They will get money regardless. But like, cause you know, young kids still watch Cartoon Network, but it's just, it's not. I don't think it's good for the people who are young developers who want to make cartoons, but they can't because we're in an era of throwbacks. And it's going to be, oh, you know what I'm saying? Adventure Time work. Let's throw it back and make it Chibi-style. Okay, regular show is great. Let's make it um all the... We're going to bring everybody back, but then we're going to make everybody female so we can appeal to more of a female audience. Why don't you make the character... Why don't you make a whole new series where it's all female? And then... We can be like, oh, okay, this was cool. You know what I mean? Like, this was the all um, first female. um, And I'm, like, I'm just throwing stuff out here, you know what I mean? But it's just like, what people are stooping so low to do to bring in more audience members, it's just ridiculous. I just think if... <sighs> it's obviously tougher to make an original piece of content because... People aren't going to come to see it right away. Unless it's good. And then people will come to see it. And I get it. I understand it. But that's a part of the industry. You know what I mean? I could. Excuse me. I could make content about Dizzy. Because people like Dizzy. And like to fall Dizzy. And I could edit clips with him. And then I could get views of him. But I wouldn't at the end of the day. Be making content. And people liking me. You know what I mean? People would be liking Dizzy. And I'm just the guy who makes clips about him. Obviously, that's easier. And you'd gain revenue that way. And you'd gain a little bit of a fan base that way. But it's not original. You know what I mean? People are still going to come to my, this, you know, account, if you will, to watch Dizzy's content. But it's just, it's not original. So... That that's just my point, you know. I mean, I'm I'm not for people making throwbacks every other like every single year, especially what Disney's doing with Mulan and The Lion King and all this other stuff, man. But in the next two years or so, like it's gonna dissipate and people are gonna start making their own content again. But I just really hope that we don't come into another area era of entertainment where it's just all throwbacks. You know what I mean? I'm glad that um, Tarantino has his own film that's original, and he just didn't recreate Kill Bill, you know what I mean, um, I just want to see original content, I guess that's the main thing, um, I guess before we end it all, I want to talk about just maybe, um, concept that I am looking forward to as far as cartoons go, um, I was watching Infinity Train, it was really Infinity Train, Cartoon Network's new original series, that really sparked an intro. Star vs. The Forces of Evil, before I get into um, the Infinity Train, I also really like a lot. Um, it's part of the new generation of cartoons. I think it's about to end, but um, I'm, I like that show. Because um, just the characters... It, it's, just, it's genuine, you know what I mean? I can tell that the creator genuinely cares about her content, and everything is original. You know what I mean? Um, it gets like... Uh, like, a little bit girly for me, but, like, I can get past that, you know what I mean? It's a cartoon, and I just, even though it is girly, you know what I mean? I can get past that because they're just genuine characters who have motives, and you can relate to them and care about them. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, at the end of the day, that's what I should care about. It shouldn't be be because of the tone that the cartoon sets. It should be, are these characters relatable, and can I gain interest and, in, like, have a deep like interest in them um but again sidetrack infinity train kind of set me down this like whole track and it was just like the first series because it was a it was a series of shorts that cartoon network released on their youtube channel they're like oh vote for this cartoon and it may be put on um cartoon network and it was one of the most uh favored, um cartoons that got viewed that year and eventually got on Cartoon Network, as it is right now. And it was the first cartoon in a while that made me say, Cartoon Network, there's hope. There's definitely hope for them. Um, they are always going to be everything. Like, people said Chowder was dumb when I was watching Chowder. And at this point, well, Infinity when Infinity Chain kind of, like, re-sparked that hope in me, like, okay, you know, they'll be able to go in the right direction instead of just remaking cartoons all the time. It just kind of made me realize, like, hey, you know, you shouldn't bash on this new era's cartoons. You should just respect it and just keep it moving. But I would definitely recommend Infinity Train. I, I, there's only like one episode out. It's just this girl like walking through an infinite a train of infinity, if you will, um, who was originally going to game design camp, and that's all I really know. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for everyone who's watching this now, who's watching this later, who's watching this on YouTube, IG, wherever you're watching this. Thank you so much. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at AlexYoungMedia. AlexYoungMedia. All one word, no spaces, no categories. Uh If you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to subscribe, comment, let me know how I, how I did. Um, if you have any topics or suggestions that you would like me to talk about in the future, please let me know. Other than that. Thank you guys so much for watching. It means more to me than you know. And if you'd like to see the Instagram lives and Twitter lives, let me know and I'll keep this going. Have a good night.